0: This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network America
1: relies on.
2: Hey, everyone. As part of our continuing summer series, we're looking back on some of our previous episodes. Last year, I sat down with Lonely Whale Executive Director, Dune Ives, about the Next Wave Plastics initiative that comprises a group of multinational companies committed to reducing plastic waste. She's joined by a couple of representatives from two of those member companies, HP's Chief Sustainability and Social Impact Officer, Ellen Chakowsky, and Jane Abernethy, the Chief Sustainability Officer at Human Scale. Dune, Jane, and Ellen, thanks so much for being here. Welcome.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. So, Dune, let's start with, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Lonely Whale and its objectives?
0: Lonely Well is a nonprofit organization that is focused on bringing people closer to the world's ocean through compelling content that is solutions-focused, extremely positive, and really focused on collaborations. So a lot of our work since we were founded in 2015 has been to bring together like-minded individuals, competitors in the marketplace, kids from all over the world to join forces to tackle something we believe very strongly can be solved for if we all work together. And that is plastic waste and plastic pollution in the ocean.
2: One of the things that you've done is started this next wave consortium of companies. What was kind of the selection or admission process for member companies?
0: We're very careful who we work with. (laughs) You have to... (laughs) Well, let me. I'll take you back in time just for a, a moment. So we call it ocean-bound plastic. The ocean-bound plastic issue in 2016, and quickly realized that there were a, amazing companies out there working on the plastic waste crisis in the ocean. HP and Human Scale being two of those working on it before we even met each other. And some Next Wave Plastics was launched in December 2017 with 10 companies. And these companies all had a common purpose, which was to do as as much as they could together to not only solve for the plastic waste crisis, but also to make sure that the communities that are being impacted the most, those that we would say are on the front line or in the first mile of the plastic waste crisis are really cared for and really can achieve their goals and ambitions for their families. So we launched in 2017 with the common uh, collective impact goal of permanently removing 25,000 metric tons of plastic waste that is on its way to the ocean or has been in the ocean before, but has been collected onshore, as in the case of fishing gear and nets. And permanently integrate that material into their products, products that will never make their way back into the ocean. Now, your second part of the question is, how did we pick the companies that became involved? In many cases, the companies pick NextWave. It's not every company that wants to come and sit at a table across from their competitors, like HP and Dell do. And human scale and Herman Miller do, it takes a very, I think, forward looking growth mindset company and individual who is willing to do that. That's exactly the kind of person we want at the table. And it's the kind of company. These companies go through a very rigorous evaluation by our team at Lonely Well, but also by each other. So while we can recommend companies to become members of Next Wave Plastics, ultimately it's up to the companies who are sitting around the table to also make that determination to make sure that they're sitting at a table with companies that they believe in, not only are doing what they should on plastic, but also across all walks of sustainability issues that these companies are dealing with on behalf of communities all across the world.
2: Well, that's a really interesting point. So let me ask Jane and Ellen, why did you want to be part of of Next Wave rather than continuing sustainability initiatives kind of separately at at your respective companies?
0: I know from a human scale's point of view, we were really excited to show that we could use ocean plastic in our products, but we also recognize that even if we use only ocean plastic in all of our products, you know, we're not going to solve the problem on our own. The most exciting part was to show that it's possible so that we can inspire others to also do the same thing and to, to also take on this challenge of starting to use this material. And only when we really scale up, it becomes a, a more common resource for all manufacturers to use, and, and we look at it like a resource that we would source as we would any other material and becomes very normal to use, that's when we'll start to see a real difference
1: because of manufacturers using this material. And for HP, I would say back in 2016, when we started our own ocean-bound plastic projects of trying to incorporate plastic bottles into our ink cartridges we had already been using plastic bottles in our ink cartridges for over 15 years but now we decided in terms of being able to create a more environmental and social impact we could align with initiatives around ocean-bound plastic source in our case out of haiti so change our procurement location instead of buying those plastic bottles and we use over a million plastic bottles a day in our process to make HP ink cartridges, we could source them from a location like Haiti where there's no municipal garbage collection helping to stop that plastic waste from going into the ocean instead upcycling it into HP products. So when we we set out to do that, we spent several years working with some key strategic suppliers in Haiti to build up those capabilities. And we hit a point where we were able to be successful. So when we started talking with Nextwave, there were three Kind of key things that we were thinking about. One was continue to learn. So other companies like HP were also in the process of building their ocean-bound plastic supply chain so we can learn from them. And those learnings could help us strengthen what we were trying to do. The second is to share. So we'd certainly learned quite a bit of what it took to set up a stable, successful supply chain, one that was built with an economic model to ensure that we're paying a livable wage, for example, to the plastic collectors. So thinking about not just the environmental, but the social impact as well. And then the third word, which Jane just mentioned, scale. So how could we leverage the power of Next Wave to really scale our own operation, to start looking at other locations as well, to find existing members and new members, who could also be interested in sourcing from the supply chain that we'd already started to build.
0: This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at Verizon.com.
2: Great. And I do want to come back to the Haiti supply chain. But first, let me go back to Dune and ask... What does this idea of intercepting ocean-bound plastics look like, kind of logistically? Is it each up to each company to do it their own way? You know, how, how do you go about it?
0: So every company that we work with is either working diligently to build, not their own, but build a supply chain within a community like HP has done in Haiti and Dell mm-hmm. has done in Indonesia and Interface Carpets has done in places like the Philippines So building a supply chain, or they are sourcing from those supply chains or sourcing from other supply chains that have already gotten started, but they're expanding collection to intercept more of this material than they would have had the capacity for if a company that's part of Next Wave Plastics had not come forward and said, this is material we'd like, Mm -hmm. um, and so we're willing to pay for it and help support development of the supply chain. These companies build supply chains all the time. This is not something they just woke up and like, oh, I know what we're Going to do. We've never done it before, but we're going to build an ocean bound plastic supply chain. So they know how to do it. I think what is unique about ocean bound plastics is now you are interacting with community members because of where this material is located and how it is distributed across the community at large and who is involved in the collection. It does take additional care and stewardship to make sure that the way in which you're creating the supply chain is with the community. It's not for the community, but you're doing so in a way that's really respectful of their cultural heritage. It's really respectful of their needs, the way that they define them. It is resonant with international labor policies and expectations that the global community has about how humans, we are all humans, are going to be treated up and down the supply chain. But it is unique when you go from a place like Haiti to Indonesia to very different cultures with very different geopolitical situations, with very different natural disasters you have to be really mindful of that. And then when you start working with phishing communities as human scale and interface have done, well, that's a very different social context that now you're working in as well. And so really understanding first and foremost, whether or not as a company, you have all the resources you need to be successful on behalf of and with that community is critical. And that's really the power of this consortium is to create a forum where that insight and that experience can be shared and we can really grow together.
2: Thanks so much um, to all of you for, for joining us. This has been great.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, it was wonderful. Likewise dude, likewise.